What is up, everybody? How we doing? How we living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Treese coming to you for another episode of Talking Football, where we're going to be previewing week nine of the NFL season, going over the spreads and breaking down those games and kind of what we think are good spreads and bad spreads and who's going to win and who's going to cover and who's not going to cover. You guys understand you've been listening long enough. Um, Treese, though, has been putting our couple episodes early in the week with Dan Kiefer. He's been doing it the last two or three weeks, I believe, and they've been really good episodes. They've been just barely missing on their parlays. They've been doing the five-game parlays. It's been awesome. It's been awesome to listen to it as well. Um, so be sure to check those out if you're not, because that's just more content that Talking Football is putting out that you guys need to be listening to to put you in a good situation when you talk with your friends are going, I know what's happening. So love to see it, absolutely. Patrice, we just tried to hop on and record this episode. We got about 10, 15 minutes in, and microphones started going crazy. We dove into a tailgate I'm hosting this weekend that I'm a part of at Pitt State. Excited for that. It's going to be fun. And then we got into the Henry Ruggs conversation. Our condolences are to the young lady's family. She was 23 years old. Her and her dog passed away due to the multiple bad decisions that Henry Ruggs made that early morning. Um, so, again, condolences to her family. Tease and peace to them. Absolutely, for sure. Moving forward, though, Trees, let's get into these games. There's no easy way to transition from that. Um, it's just tough that we spent 15 minutes diving deep into it and getting emotional, discussing it. And then it's just, we have nothing to show for it. So once again, condolences to the family. No, again, no easy way to transition from it. Patrice, how are you doing? And are you ready to get into week nine of the NFL season coming up? Yeah, there's no, there's no easy way. And honestly, it sucks that we just lost that content that we were just talking about. Um, and now yeah. we're in a rush to get some stuff done. So we are not taking light of the situation. Like it's awful what happened, awful decisions. Um, yeah, we can talk about it more on Twitter. if People really want to hear our opinions. Um, yep. But yeah, uh, super excited for this weekend. Slate of games, ready to go. Sorry if I sound bad again this is back-to-back episodes of with dan and this one without a microphone apparently i just go buy a new microphone now so um fun times so that's what i'll do this weekend um so just going off of my headphones on this one so sorry if it sound a little foggy or away from a microphone it's because i don't have a microphone people that is why speaking of microphones no this has, that has nothing to do with microphones jets at colts thursday night football let's go JT23 leading the Colts at home. You got Mike White with the Jets, who just went nuclear in week eight, leading the NFL in passing yards. Some crazy motherfucker decided to bet like $5,000 on him doing that. Walks away with 125 k Some people have too much money on their hands is what it comes down to. Um, 100%. Now his jersey and game ball are in the Hall of Fame. So even if he comes out tonight and just shits the bed, He's still got some memorabilia in the Hall of Fame for the rest of his life. Good for him. Good for him. So, let's just get into it. Who do you got? Colts at minus 10. Who do you got? Austin Cunningham. Uh, I'm riding I'm riding with the Mike White hype. You know, Mike White hype. I kind of like that, actually. It was pretty good. I came up with it all on my own. But uh, I'm rolling with it, man. I think Colts being favored by 10 is crazy. Carson Wentz can't keep making good decisions. It's like he's addicted to the bad one so that's what we're just gonna do here i'm going with the jets i think they cover um i'm just i'm excited for to see what they can do here uh and it's a tough position for zach wilson if mike white ends up being the future of the jets that's a tough spot but at the same time it's that's the jets luck man we're gonna spend multiple first round draft picks high picks getting quarterbacks that we think could be the future and we actually we've had this guy on a practice squad since 2018 not even giving him a chance who are you taking 
I think it's absolutely crazy to take the Colts as well. Um, I'm tempted to just do it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Indy. I'm going to take Indy. I know I put hey. the Jets at the start, but I'll take Indy at, at minus 10. Um, I don't feel good about it at all. Thursday night games just scare the shit out of me. Um, but the Jets truly, truly do struggle against big body wide receivers. And that's what Michael Pittman is. And then they struggle mightily against the run and running backs that catch the ball. That's JT23. That's Hines. Like, I think that this offense of the Colts actually matches what the Jets struggle with most. So that is why I'm going to take the Colts at minus 10. Don't feel great about it, but that's what we're going to do. Um, <clears throat> moving on, we have the Browns at the Bengals. Bengals are two and a half point favorites. I can't just dive straight into this game. We got to talk about OBJ. We got to talk about this situation. Honestly, I feel bad for our boy, Doug. Like I do. Our, our, our guy, Doug, a uh, huge Browns fan was super excited about OBJ. Like, how could you not be like when he became a Colts uh, or sorry, became a Brown um, hasn't worked out. Everybody on Twitter, like Browns Twitter is falling apart. Like you have people on OBJ side. There's people on Baker side. There's people on the Browns organization side. Like somehow there's three sides to this, which is just crazy. And I just like laugh. Like, I'm just like, the Browns love having drama and, like, this type of stuff way more than they do winning. Like, they're already bored of, like, oh, we were good. Nah, when it was more fun, like, being the laughing stock of the NFL. Um, it's funny because Browns fans love to make fun of the Jaguars a lot. And I'm like, you guys are just as bad. Like, sure, you guys have more talent. You guys are winning games right now. But you guys are just as bad when it comes to, like, organizations that fucking can't keep their shit together. Hey, how about you just shit on them some more? Because that's exactly what's happening in Cleveland. That's just a very shitty situation. And it doesn't seem like it's getting any better the more reports come out with like, hey, if OBJ really wanted to be here and be a part of this team, he'd call the quarterback, he'd call his head coach, he would interact with the team, and he doesn't. He, you know, they would be like, hey, he'd ask LeBron to take down that message. He would tell his dad to stop tweeting videos. It's clear OBJ doesn't want to be there. Now the Browns are in a situation of like, how do we pay this guy? Who's paying him? Do we just let him go? What are we going to get back? You're probably going to get nothing back. Um, and all this distraction and noise is exactly why I'm taking the Bengals to cover here at two and a half because the Browns just, they can't avoid drama no matter how hard they try. Like you said, they want to be good. Doesn't matter anymore. You guys, you're back to just being a laughing stock in the NFL, not to steal the words of trees, but that's exactly it. They are right now. It's just, shocker and it's obj once again being a distraction who would have thought not us huh but yeah i'm taking the Bengals to cover here at two and a half yeah me too like we're, we're we don't have to talk about this game like there's no way the browns like recover from this like this like in the very near future could they still make the playoffs yeah they have a very good coach they have a very good roster and all that we're not saying their season's over but like it is going to take a couple weeks to while they figure this out for them to like get back on track um yep. and yes i understand i i have a hard time with the fans that are like baker's so much better without obj i'm like okay but like is that a problem though like is that a problem with your quarterback that like you can only be better when you literally don't have an amazing athlete on the field that should be helping your team. Like it's, it's weird to me um, that like, that's like the narrative that they want to die on. Like clearly the stats show that and stuff, but like, shouldn't that be an adjustment from coaching or 
your quarterback, like to make it so like you can be just as good or better with an amazing athlete on the field. I don't know. It's strange to me. Um, but yeah, taking Cincinnati as well. Moving on, we have the Broncos at the Cowboys. Dallas 10-point favorites. Broncos trade Bond Miller this week down to L.A. because they don't have enough fucking star power already. Um, and now he just joins Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and the Los Angeles Rams. That team is full Super Bowl. I mean, every, I can't say anything that hasn't been posted on Twitter. Everybody like, oh, yeah, fuck the – you know, draft picks, I'm one of those people, so I can make fun of myself. But, you know, everything. They're a really good team. Honestly, I kind of like what they're doing. Like, if they're just like, yeah, like, we miss on too much on draft picks. Like, let's just use them for guys that we know can do it. And they know their window might be two years. Like, fuck it. Like, let's go. I kind of I like it. I kind of dig it. Um, long-term solution? Probably not. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Anyways. Um, back to the Cowboys game. Um, Dak is going to be back. So uh, he did say confirm that today. So that's great. Um, I think this is a big Cowboys week. I'm going to give me Cowboys at minus 10. Um, DFS wise, I'm, I'm putting Zeke in every single one of my lineups. Like the brand or the Broncos are not good against the run. And now they just lost Miller. Like, yeah, give me Zeke in every DFS lineup. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can add to that. You're exactly right. Like, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys are going to roll the Broncos. They stink this year. I even think the Cowboys defense has another big game. So I'm taking Dallas to cover two uh, here at 10. Next matchup, the Buffalo Bills traveling to Jacksonville to face your Jaguars trees, where the Bills are actually favored by 14 and a half. I'm sorry, but I'm going to take the Bills. That offense has too much firepower. That defense is clicking too. No one's getting to Josh Allen, and no one's getting away from that defense of the Buffalo Bills. It is hard to not take Buffalo, so I'm actually going to take Buffalo here to cover that 14-and-a-half. Yeah, I talked about this game quite a bit in the betting episode last a couple of days ago. I'm taking, I'm taking the Bills as well. Like, this game is going to be a 28-point game. Like, it's going to get ugly. I do believe Josh Allen – Jaguars does get to Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Bills, a couple of times. I will say that. A couple. Yeah. I, um, Josh Allen for the Jags is low-key having, like, an amazing year. <laughs> like, he's playing awesome. I think he has, like, the Wasn't second- he in trade discussions? No. No. I feel like I heard that. There was, like, yeah, rumors right. of him being part of trade packages. I made that all up. All right, never uh, mind. I mean, I'm not saying you didn't hear that, but they're fu- those are made up. For sure. Okay. Like, okay. like the Jags have like been very vocal that it's like the guys that they're building this team around are Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence. Like that's the team. <laughs> like, so that for sure not happening. Um, he's, he's actually been balling out. Like he's the one bright spot on that defense. So, um, but cool. Have two sacks. You're still going to lose by 28 plus. So um, I'm with you on that one. Um, Texans at the Dolphins. So we do get Tyrod Taylor back. He is back for the Texans playing. You have the Dolphins who defensively actually slowed down those Buffalo Bills last week. Looked pretty good. Um, Tua, officially the guy now, now that the trade deadline did pass. Um, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing from the from a confidence standpoint? Um, no, yeah. like, is it good for the team? Like Just from a confidence standpoint, is that good? Is that bad? I think it is. Um, 
It's five and a half right now. I'm going to take the Dolphins at five and a half. Um, Tyrod coming back does scare me because that offense just looked completely different for Houston the first couple weeks of the season with him playing. Um, but I'm going to just say maybe it takes them a week to kind of get back to it. And the Dolphins defense just looked good. Yep. And I'm right there with you, too. I'm taking the, uh, the Miami Dolphins just because I think the offense is going to be able to score on this Houston Texans defense because they really don't have anybody anymore. I mean, they just traded uh, Charles Aminihu away and now, you know, uh, Merciless, they released a couple weeks ago. So it's just kind of one of these situations of like the, the Texans have given up this season. Uh, so I'm taking the Dolphins favored by five and a half. Next up, the Atlanta Falcons traveling to New Orleans where the Saints are favored by six and a half. Taysom Hill was a full participant in practice yesterday. Uh, today for us recording yesterday, for you guys listening, um, so it's kind of one of the situations who's going to be the quarterback. I'm still betting on it being Simeon. It should be. I didn't think he looked too bad last week coming in for an injured Jameis Winston. I think that I do think the Saints get a win, though, favored by six and a half. There's no reason why that defense can't pick off Matt Ryan and be a factor, slow down Kyle Pitts, um, especially with Calvin Ridley now missing the rest of the season. Uh, props to him, though, for being man enough to realize that he needs to focus on his mental health and make the right decision to put himself first and into his family and then football and not trying to do too much and put himself in a worse spot mentally. So um, included with that though, that is just another, another member of the Falcons offense that will not be there for Matt Ryan and then moving forward. So that is why I'm going to take the saints. Yeah. Um, so I know that he's stepping away, but like he hasn't officially said that he's not coming back this season. Right. I'm pretty sure he said he was done. I don't think he did. I'm pretty that, sure he that's said, what I understood from the, the letter that he put out. Yeah, I think he just said I'm stepping away for football for now. Anyways, it doesn't matter. He's stepping away and he's going to be gone for if not for the whole season for a, for a while. Um, wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it's the whole season, but I don't know if he actually said the full season. Um, but anyways, I'm actually taking Atlanta in this game. Um, I just think that six and a half is too much. I think the Saints win this game. I just don't know if they win by a touchdown. Um, I have faith that Atlanta finds a way, just finds a way to keep this thing close. That's it. It's plain and simple. Not a lot of, not a lot to it. Cordell Patterson doing his thing. He's going to keep getting involved. Uh, Mike Davis actually looked good last week, which was nice to see considering he's looked bad pretty much all year. Um, Pitt's going to be doing his thing. Um, and yeah, we'll see how, we'll see how it all plays out, but I'm going to take the Falcons to at least cover the six and a half point spread. Uh, moving nice. on, we have – sorry, go ahead. No, nope, I was just – I was going to move to the next game. You got it. Perfect. Um, Raiders at Giants. Um, and the Raiders are three-point favorites um, against the Giants. Obviously, the news with Henry Ruggs, how does that affect them? I mean, the Raiders have been rolling, man. Like, they have looked really good. Um, Giants, I mean – Got a got a, a loss on Monday night. I mean, to a shitty Chiefs team. So I mean, unfortunate for them. But um, no smile or anything on that. Damn, damn. Just I thought I was disrespect. Just the disrespect. Um, I'm gonna take the Raiders. That's all it comes down to. Three three points. Not that much. Um, and I know it's all the way in New York, New Jersey, whatever. Um, so quite a long flight for the Raiders, but. Um, I think just think the Raiders are just such a better team than the Giants. I agree. And I mean, like you said, the Giants almost beat the Chiefs. It was a tough game to watch. And no disrespect to the Giants, but they had no business being in that game with the amount of injuries that's 
uh, affecting them right now. And now uh, Saquon Barkley being down or having COVID, he will not be playing this week either. Uh, so the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm taking them. The, the Giants are just missing too much. And the, the, the Raiders have every reason to continue to unite as a team and be there for one another and just play for themselves. And that is why I'm taking the Raiders. Next up, though, the Patriots traveling to Carolina, where they are favored by three and a half. Christian McCaffrey was back at practice, but I don't believe he's playing this week. Um, he is or isn't. They activated him, so he can play. I'm taking the Panthers. And if Christian McCaffrey, if, if Christian McCaffrey's playing, I'm taking the Panthers to win. If he doesn't, I'm taking the Patriots. I think he makes that much of a difference on if they can win or lose this game. Cover or not. Like, not even cover, just win or lose. All right. Okay. I mean, that's fair. We'll I mean, mark down Carolina, but if he doesn't play, then it's just – it is what it is. Yeah, sorry. I'm re- sorry. I'm, I was like, what's going on? I'm trying to read here. I would probably say he's pretty limited, but not not a ton of plays. Uh, we'll see how it looks. Yeah, okay. So that was from yesterday's update. Um, yeah, okay. So, okay, that's fair. And one to what I'm going to agree with you. If, if CMC plays – I will take um, the Panthers as well. If not, then I will take um, then I will take the Patriots. So, yeah, same thing. We're going to do that. We're going to. I'm just going to copy you in that sense. Because um, yeah, this team, this Panthers team, has shown that they are just a different weapon when they have him. Like they're just such a better team. I will say though, people that drafted CMC and stuff like you're not going to get the same CMC. Like you're not going to no. get this dude that's getting 95% of the things like they're going to drop him to like 70, 75%. Like the way I've been describing it to some of my friends is think of what Aaron Jones is like, that's what yep. Christian McCaffrey is going to be like. He's going to come out and, or even Zeke, right? Like with Pollard and, and Dylan, like how much those guys get, that's what Chuba Hubbard is going to get. And then the rest will be CMC. Um, so just expect that. It's still going to be amazing. Christian McCaffrey is awesome. Honestly, it might even be better. Like he's going to be even fresher, right? So um, see how it goes there. But yeah, I'll take I'll take that as well. Um, moving on to the next game, we have the Vikings at the Ravens. Baltimore minus six at home against the Vikings team that looked like some of the worst play calling I've ever seen on Sunday night. It was very hard to watch that game. Like. You guys have zero playmakers and I shouldn't say zero. You don't have as many playmakers as a lot of teams. And like, you just refuse to throw it to your best playmaker of Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson, like four targets in a game in a game that you're losing, like makes no sense. Or at least even close. Like when the game's close, like you should be getting into your best player's hands. And I don't know, man, it just makes, it just makes no sense to me. So, um, Ravens coming off of a bye. Give me the Ravens to cover in six points. Yeah, and I hate to be a copycat, but I'm taking it. Like, you just watched the Vikings last week unable to beat a, a Dallas Cowboys team with a backup quarterback and struggle the way they did. It's, it's hard to look at the Ravens and go, yeah, you guys aren't just going to have a freaking hell of a day with them against this awful defense of the Vikings, taking Baltimore favored by six. Next up, the Chargers traveling to Philadelphia to face the Eagles, where the Chargers are favored by one and a half. And it's kind of one of those games where it's like, I don't know, because the Eagles, like, last four or five games have been against pretty quality teams. And then last week they were able to pick up a win, and it was kind of one of those deals where you look at them and it was like, okay, well, hey, they have been playing some tough teams. They played a bad team. They're able to take care of business. 
Now we're looking at the Chargers where it's like, man, they started off hot and now they're struggling. Even coming off a of bayou was last week to the Patriots. It's kind of iffy on if they can get back on track or not. If maybe the Eagles have kind of got things clicking, I'm going to wait another week to see for sure. So I'm going to take the Chargers favored by one and a half, but I'm not that confident in taking it, to be honest with you. Um, I actually am very confident in this game. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take the chargers to win this game um, at one and a half. Um, they do struggle against the run, but like with no miles, miles Sanders, like I know that they use Boston Scott a lot. They use Jordan Howard. Um, I mean, Jalen hurts running. It might worry me a little bit, but I don't know, man. I just, I have a hard time believing this chargers team loses again. I, I think they start to go on a roll. Um, and yeah, just give me the chargers. I, think that this is actually a sneaky game to play and I don't like him, but like to play Jared cook or Parham um, Eagles struggle a lot against tight ends, except for your tight end actually um, did not do anything against them, but every other tight end has done a lot against them. So, I mean, I mean, it sucks to not have the best tight end in football. Um, you guys will eventually have one though. So don't worry about it. Um, so, but Give me the Chargers. Give me Justin Herbert. Give me whatever tight end. Um, give me basically everybody on the Chargers offense. That's awesome. And uh, speaking of the best tight end in the NFL, that's next up here with the Packers traveling to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. But the Chiefs R- are favored R- R- by to, seven. To, no, 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 let me finish it. RIP to Robert Tunyon. It sucks that the best tight end in football tore his ACL last week. Um, oh, my God. It does, this you know, it does suck. But anyway, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Now that I talked about the best tight end in football, go ahead and talk. Yeah, yeah, and no, I appreciate you uh, stepping in, and that was that was really nice of you. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs favorite by seven and a half. You're playing a Jordan Love. That's the only worry, though, is, hey, does this backup maybe have some potential to be the future of Green Bay? This is a true test to see, even playing a, a, a very poor Kansas City defense who kind of looked like they started figuring things out the last uh, – at the very end of that Giants game. I know that last drive they pretty much just took over, but it does seem like Nick Bolton and Willie Gay are going to be the future there for the Chiefs at linebacker. The secondary, just get Daniel Swanson off the field. He doesn't deserve to be there anymore. We all know it. If he is on the field, Jordan Love, just find 49 and throw it in that area. He's going to get a pass interference, and your receiver still going to catch it. No, You might fucking score off of it. Who freaking knows? But I am taking Kansas City. Um, I think the offense kind of figured things out last week. Yeah, there was a couple turnovers. One bounces off a running back's face mask, and the other is just an, an awkward-looking – or not an awkward, awkward, excuse me, just an awful turnover by – uh, Travis Kelsey, it was his first one of the season. So I think he's going to be fine. Patrick Mahomes is realizing he needs to be more patient, take his check downs. And we saw a lot of that against the Giants. So I think they come in here and they're going to do that again. And then they're going to be able to get some deep shots on the Packers. So it is going to be an interesting game, but I'm still taking the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm not taking the Chiefs. Not to win by two scores or at least over a touchdown. I just can't do it. Yeah. Do I think they win? Yeah. I mean, without Aaron Rodgers, it's hard to not say that you think the Chiefs aren't going to win this game, but I, I still think the Packers. I mean, I think the Packers just have a better team. Like they just have a better roster than what the Chiefs do, um, even with injuries. Um, I mean, but Chiefs at home, no, no Aaron Rodgers. How, how on earth could you possibly not take the Chiefs to win? Like if you were doing money line type stuff, but we're going against the spread. So I'm going to say, give me the, give me the Packers at plus seven and a half. Yeah, and next up, the Arizona Cardinals facing the 49ers. Um, and I'm surprised to see that this is just even. I'm taking Me the too. Cardinals all day. The 49ers are absolute garbage. What the hell? 
Um, I'm shocked on this one as well. When I saw it, I was just like, holy cow, I, it's changed. I earlier in the week, it was, I think it was minus one or minus two for the, uh, for the Cardinals. So I don't know what's making this change. I don't know if it's because of the injury to Hopkins and to Murray that the, or AJ know, green having COVID because he's missing too. So. But there's no way that AJ green moves the needle for betters. Like there's just, it, that's impossible. Like, yeah, I mean, he hasn't you know, had an awful year. Yeah, but like on average, a number one wide receiver um, shifting spreads is a half a point, like number one wide receivers. Like we're talking Tyree Kill type, you know, Yeah. Um, given last week, Devontae, Devontae Adams shifted it like two points or something like that. Everybody was going nuts over it. Like, holy yeah. cow, a wide receiver shifted it that much. Um, Hey, what do you know? We were right on that game too. We were, we were some <laughs> of the only people taking green Bay, um, over Arizona. So that was nice yeah. last week. Um, but anyways, I'm taking Arizona. I just don't see it. Like Kyler Murray has been a killer of 49ers teams the last few years. And I think he just continues to do that. Um, not much to say in this sense. Um, I mean, let's just see what happens with the Niners quarterback situation moving forward. Um, <clears throat> moving on, we have the next game, huge injury, the MVP of the season, the front runner, Derek Henry now out for the season, um, with a Jones fracture in his foot, um, going to the Rams to play them. And the Rams are seven and a half point favorites. It's, this is, this is the hardest game to bet on for me, this this week because you don't know what the Titans are going to be without Derrick Henry. We've never had to deal yeah. with it, right? He's missed one game in his career due to injury. Like, and it was a while ago too, like where it's like it wasn't even like the Tannehill time, like when you've had this mixture of Tannehill, AJ Brown, Henry, like as a better, you have to stay away from this game. Um yeah. since we don't, I'm gonna take the Rams at seven and a half, but there's no way I feel confident in this. No, and not at all. And it, it's kind of one of those deals where it's tough and you hate to see it for Derek Henry, who was having a phenomenal season. But like taking the Rams at seven and a half, again, it's one of those deals where it's like, hey, how does Tannehill step up and play here with, you know, a Julio Jones and an A.J. Brown? Can these guys fill that void in Julio who's dealing with an, a hamstring injury again, I believe, has been nagging at him? I'm taking the Rams, but it's still one of those deals where it's like, how do the Titans look now that they're not pounding the rock with Derek Henry? It's going to be tough, but this is an opportunity for them to show, like, we actually still have somewhat of a viable offense. We've just been running with Derrick Henry because he's clearly the better option out of everything we have right now. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun to watch that defense of the Rams with Von Miller, though. Like, watching oh, yeah. him be a part of it and just seeing, like, what he does. Like, Getting plenty of one-on-ones. Yeah, and their defense is, I mean, I don't want to say vanilla, but like they have a pretty basic defensive philosophy. So like, it's not like it's going to be like, Oh, he's not going to play that much. Cause he just needs to learn stuff. Like I think he's going to be able to play like 80, 80% of snaps pretty easily. <laughs> oh, so yeah. yeah. So that'll be fun to watch. Um, moving on. We have the bears at the Steelers. Steelers are six and a half point favorites. Um, this game also extremely difficult to bet on. I, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Steelers, but I don't feel good about this at all. The way that Justin Fields looked last week, 
makes mm-hmm. me excited and makes me like, all right, all right, cool. But I guess deep down, I just feel like Nagy's going to show up and fuck everything up. <laughs> uh, and I wouldn't be surprised about that, but I am going to take the Bears here. I think they, they might not win, but I think they do keep it close, uh, especially with that defense possibly getting to Big Ben and just making him or forcing him into mistakes. Plus, I just, I'm kind of ready for chaos here. I want to see Justin Fields be good. I want to see the Chicago Bears on prime time have a close game and and be good and, and enjoy it as well. So that's kind of what I'm rooting for. Uh, let's get here into our Sunday night football player prop bets. Tannehill at 281 passing yards. I'm going to take the under on it. I do think he has a good game through the air. I just don't know if it's quite that much at 281 yards. Um, I'm going to take the over on this one. Um, just because I think that they're going to have to throw it a little bit more. So give me the over on that one. Yeah, and I'm the McNichols, the running back at 47 rushing yards. I'm going to take the over. Running the football is still a huge part of this offense. I don't think it really matters who's at running back. Yes, Derrick Henry always makes a difference because he's just different. Um, But I'm going to take him to get that over at just 47. And then A.J. Brown for 92 receiving yards. I'm taking the over on that as well. They got to throw the ball to somebody. It's clearly going to be this guy. And he it seems like he has a big play every single week. Similar to what we saw with uh, Tyler Lockett a couple of years ago for the Seahawks, where there's one game or there's one play every game that he just has a massive play that changes the momentum and helps the Titans out. I think he has another one this week, of course. Yeah, I'm actually going to take the under on that one. Uh, I think he ends up right around 90, but I'll say that he ends up just under the 92. So, um, and then McNichols, I am taking the over 47 as well. The Rams actually have been low key, not the best team against the run this season. So um, moving on over to the Ram side, Stafford at 292 passing yards. Uh, I'm going to take the over on this. I am as well. I just think he has a great day through the air, um, especially, I mean, Cooper Cup's having a tremendous season. And I think he just keeps riding with that. Bobby Trees is having a good season himself, Mr. Robert Woods. You absolutely love to see it. Um, In terms of Henderson, the running back, he's a 73 rushing yards. I'm going to take the under. I just don't think they're able to run the ball well against this Titan defense. I don't think a lot of people really had much success with it. Um, I look back to the Chiefs game because they just didn't have success with absolute shit, to be honest. So I don't think Henderson's going to either. So I'm taking the under on his 73 rushing yards. Yeah, this is the toughest one for me, but I am gonna I'm gonna take the under as well on this one. I mean, they they held they held Jonathan Taylor to under that. Um, yeah, I think that they're gonna be focusing on, on that and then trying to double up on some of these receivers. So I'll take the under and then Cooper Cup 101 receiving yards. You are showing that you are taking the over. I mean, we both have over 292 passing yards for Stafford. If Stafford turns for 300, you gotta assume Cooper Cup is getting. <laughs> Um, 100 of those so I'm taking the over as well so when it's all said and done this week very similar thoughts this week which is interesting because we're usually different we only have four differences on the spreads when we usually have like seven or eight Um, and then on this we only have two differences on the Sunday player profit so um, probably not a ton of movement going to be made overall on you know where we're at on our stuff but um, you did catch up to me on the player prop bets last week. So we were back tied at 28 and 20 solid, solid for us. Um, and then we actually tied, we both had the same record against the spread last week. So you are now 66 and 56 officially 10 games over, um, you know, 500 there. And then I'm 72 and 50. So yeah, a lot of catching up to do, but also we don't have a lot of differences. So you better hope that these four games go your way. They will. They will. I, I got it. I got this. I got this. It's down. Yeah. It's down. 
<laughs> Love it. So, all right, everybody. Um, much quicker episode for us again because we recorded for 15, 20 minutes and then realized <laughs> shit, shit was broken. So everybody's like, oh, you guys usually do 50 minutes and it was only 30. Yeah, that's because 20 minutes is gone forever. So, <laughs> Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. I was going to let you do that. I wasn't going to steal it from you. That video is so funny. I love that. Um, so, all right, everybody. We appreciate you. Have a great weekend. It's going to be an awesome weekend of football, both both of these, you know, college and NFL. It's going to be great. And good luck to everybody in fantasy. Tonight we've been talking football.